this was definitely like definitely a bottleneck in my growth Welcome to the game where we talk about how to get more customers, how to make more per customer, and how to keep them longer, and the many failures and lessons we have learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Happy Saturday. Hope you are rocking and rolling on this beautiful day. I wanted to uh, talk about a topic that I have recently brought up with a couple of entrepreneurs that I've been on the phone with who are um, trying to scale or trying to get to, the, you know, from the you know, the $3 million to the $10 million range. Uh, but I figured that you, um, even if you're not at that range, that you might want to hear uh, what it is. And I think it's one of the things that took me a really long time to get over. Um, and as soon as I broke through this, this was definitely, like definitely a bottleneck in my growth, okay? And what it was, was understanding what is good enough. All right, now I've probably made a zillion podcasts on having low tolerance and, you know, the 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 excellence of the team will fall to uh, not their expectations, but the level of their training um, and culture and high performance and all of those things. And you absolutely do need to maintain that. But when it comes to growth, uh, I think that there are also certain realities that you have to face, right? If you're in a service-based business um, and if you service, uh, you know, it, it depends on your type of customer. So let me give you a couple of examples to make, kind of drive this point home. Shopify and Spotify, right? Uh, those companies have, believe it or not, pretty high churn. Uh, like Spotify, I think, and I, like don't like don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure uh, they have like 15% monthly churn, which is like ridiculously high, right? Super high. Um, but they're still a wildly successful company, super profitable and growing in a you know super multi-billion-dollar company. And uh, Spotify, the free music app uh, that has a paid version. Um, also has similar uh, type stats. I mean, they lose a you know, tremendous amount of customers every year, but they're still wildly successful. And so I think there's a couple things uh, that we can take from that in terms of when we're looking at our own growth. And so I fell into this trap um, at multiple different times in different businesses. Uh, one, servicing weight loss customers, and second, obviously serving small business owners and gyms, is that at, at some point, you have to accept, especially if you're in a service-based business, that there's going to be an acceptable level of churn, right? And churn can happen for a variety of reasons, right? If you're in a, in a, in a small business environment, there's a certain percentage of businesses that go out of business every month, right? There's also new businesses that start every month. Um, and that's, that's just normal churn. It's kind of like unemployment can never get to zero, right? Because there's always a certain amount of people who are between jobs and looking. And I think to the same degree, it works that way in business. And so... The bottleneck and the trap that I fell into was not pushing on the gas soon enough uh, because I kept obsessing about uh, churn numbers, right? And you guys know a lot that I that I obsess about churn, but there is a point where the returns are so de minimis, as in they're, they're diminishing returns, they continue to, to decrease in terms of the amount of effort that you put in that it makes more sense allocating that same level of focus and attention to growth, right? And so uh, an easy example of this, and this is probably one of the, the, the big takeaways that I can give you right now, is that if you don't have a spreadsheet where you can make projections based on current numbers, then you are wildly lost, all right? And so every big business that I have built has been built on an Excel sheet 
and I did it by moving the numbers into what I believed were acceptable numbers, right? And so, for example, if you have a service business, uh, getting for like, I'll just say small business owners, right? In a service space, getting below 10% churn is extremely difficult, right? And at a certain point, the amount of effort and level of attention that you're putting to that far outweighs if you just put that same attention and effort towards doubling your front end volume, right? And you can see it on, on a graph really simply that, and I just, I went through this exercise with two of my directors and it was very eye-opening, which is why I'm making this podcast, all right? We had goals and still do have goals, obviously, for, for GLX, which is our new performance division, right? And it's growing like crazy right now, but they put some really big goals of where they wanted to hit. And I uh, walked them through uh, the sheet and the projections and it became clear after moving the, the moving the knobs, right? And so here, here are the knobs that, that we were moving in growth. And this is where you're probably putting your attention, right? First is, what am I charging upfront? What is my, what is my cash upfront in acquisition, right? Uh, what am I making the first 30 days? That's number one. Number two is, what is my price for my ongoing service, right? Because typically there's gonna be some sort of front end and some sort of back end, right? Third, what is my conversion from front end to back end? All right. Fourth, what is my churn on my back end service? Right. And uh, and then on the on the top side, how many uh, you know, how many how many leads are coming in? How many how many are getting scheduled? How many are showing and how many are we closing? Right. And so if you think about that from the top down, I kind of went backwards and forwards. But if you go, uh, we've got this many leads, this many scheduled, this many showed this many that are closing of the ones that are closing. How much is the cash up front? Of the ones that are cash up front, how many convert to the back end? What is my price on my back end? And what is my churn on my back end over time, right? Now, when you put all of those into it, now it sounds like a lot of numbers, but it's not really. It's literally just a vertical uh, chart that you put on an Excel sheet. You can extrapolate out how what you're going to be at at month one, at month two, at month three, at month four, because you're also going to account for churn in that projection, right? And what I would encourage you to do is not, not like make those projections on your current numbers, all right? And this is like, this is the biggest thing, and I've had so many people come back in our company, and Layla used to joke about how uh, accurate our projections were. Like, she's like, I don't know how you fucking get this, to, you know, guess this stuff. It's like, if you just take all of their variables into account, and then you just put on the variable sheet what is, not what you want it to be or what you hope it to be or what it was that one best week, but what it is, right? And the longer the data that you can pull from to make those extrapolations. What I mean by that is if look at your, don't look at your close rate last week. Look at your close rate over the last six months, right? Don't look at how many leads you got last week. Look at how many leads you got over the last six months, right? Like don't look at, you, you get what I'm saying here is, is take the real data and then use that as your baseline, right? And so then what ends up happening is that you can change each of the knobs. And this is exactly what I did with my directors. I said, let's see what happens if we take our turn and we cut it in half. All right, let's see if we get our price and we bump it by 10%. Let's see what happens if we increase our front end by another 10%, right? Now, let's see, uh, I meant front end price, right? Let's see if, I, if we bump that by 10%. Now, let's see what happens if we increase our appointment volume. Now, of these knobs, which of them has the biggest impact in six months, all right? Second, which of these knobs do we feel that we have the highest degree of certainty that we can actually do? And after we looked at everything, we came to the, to the conclusion that we were at an acceptable level of churn. Our price points were, were 
were where we wanted them to be. There's not a that's not too much more that we wanted to do with the pricing. There's maybe we might have 10% raises, nothing huge, right? That we thought that we could get given the amount of value that we were providing. But the one that seemed to be the most untapped was believe it or not, our marketing, right? Our marketing right now, we've actually not been spending a tremendous amount of money. We've just been getting a lot of word of mouth um, and growth from that, which has been awesome. Uh, but we're, we're not spending nearly the amount of tension or money we have in the past, all right? We're actually spending a third, believe it or not, uh, of the amount of money that we have spent in the past uh, on marketing. And so we determined as a director team, if we simply just get that number and we go back to our old volumes, which means we have to hire a few more salespeople, which is fine, that alone was going to get us to our goal, all right? And so what are we going to do with the remainder of the things, right? What are we going to do with, you know, churn? What are we going to do with, uh, you know, the, the price points that we're going to, 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 to hit on the back end? What are we going to do with all those things? Nothing. We're just going to focus on that one number and getting that to improve. Because of all of the levers, when we looked at the projections, that was the one that six months from now, because that's where their goal is, is for January, um, six months from now is going to have the biggest impact on their goal. Real quick guys, you guys already know that I don't run any ads on this and I don't sell anything. And so the only ask that I can ever have of you guys is that you help me spread the word so we can help more entrepreneurs make more money, feed their families, make better products and have better experiences for their employees and customers. And the only way we do that is if you can rate and review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is you can just leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds or one type of the thumb. It would mean the absolute world to me. And more importantly, it may change the world for someone else. And so right now, if you do not have this, right, um, and this is why I'm calling this acceptable level of, of you know, good enough or, or, or it, what, what, what will you tolerate, right, is that for so long, now, there's a certain point where you have to look at the model, right? If, if the model doesn't make sense and there's too big of a hole in the bucket or there's not enough margin, then you have to fix the model. And I would say that we've spent the last four and a half months building out this performance division, right, Por building out the model. Right, not just the not the product that we're selling, but the actual model around the product. Right, because there's kind of two for at least for us, there's two kind of businesses that we have. We have the business that we've built for online fitness, right, and there's also the built the business that we build around online fitness, so that we can have our business to support those businesses, right. And so it's two entirely different businesses that we've had to build uh, over the last four months. And, I, and now it's been 16 or 18 weeks since we've, we've really started this performance division and it's grown so much that now I said, like, after seeing all the numbers and we've tweaked and we've tweaked and we've tweaked, we're like, okay, now it's ready, right? Now, given these numbers, given these lifetime values, given these 30-day cash values per customer, it is ready for growth. And so the question is, when do you get to that and what are the numbers? Honestly, it's a person, it's, it's not, I don't even want to say it's a personal opinion. It comes down to what's the profit that you are making on the customer and then what are your relative costs of acquisition right if the if the if the gap between those is too narrow then you have to keep working on the model right but at one point you will get to a point where you're at you know four to one five to one in your first 30 days especially if you're like doing our stuff if you're in the software world it's like trying to get one to one in three months but for, for most service-based businesses if you can get you know four to one, five to one in your first 30 days, then you're prepared for scale, right? And it's really all, be it all becomes about how can I just push more through this machine, right? And that is all of the bottleneck. And I'm just telling you this because we as entrepreneurs obsess 
about improving the little things, right? And that's important to a degree. But at some point, you have to say, this is good enough. Let's put some gas on this thing and let's double our spend. Let's quadruple our spend and then see what breaks, right? And so um, that is that is the process that I just went through. You should see some some uh, some big things on our side uh, coming up. And we hit some, we're, we're doing some pretty big goals uh, that we've set. And I think that, that, believe it or not, I think they're pretty achievable. I think we're going to hit them. Um, but within your team, the big takeaway from this, this is my single ask for anyone who's watching this, is put each of those numbers on a vertical sheet and then do month one, month two, month three, month four, month five or six, right? And then all the way to month 12 if you want to. All right, I, I'm doing six months because we change things quickly, right? Um, and uh, and what you can do is just add a column before that, which is current volume, uh, because otherwise, if you know, if you look 12, 24 months out, it's useless, right? A million things are going to change between now and then. But what you can do is if you always have a six-month model, then what you can do is as things change, you can change your today numbers, and then that'll extrapolate out for the next six months. So if in three months we come back and revisit it, I don't need to look at 12 months. I can just re retype in my current month's uh, numbers, which will populate in you know month zero, and then everything goes off of that. Um, hopefully that hopefully that makes sense in terms of what I'm talking about. Um, but if you don't know how to do that, right? If you're like, I don't know how to make something like that, then that is a skill you need to have. Because if you don't even understand the basic math behind what drives uh, the revenue and profit in your business, then you're flying blind, right? Like if you're like, I want to hit this goal. Well, how? Like, how are you going to do it? Right? And simply walking backwards from the math and then moving each of the levers will give you so much insight into what are the things that matter and what are the things that don't matter. All right, And so when you're looking at the knobs that you're turning, the question is, how big of an impact does it have? And then how likely is it that I can actually achieve this, this delta, right? this change? Do I think that it's reasonable that I would be able to get our sales team to close twice as many people uh, on the phone on average? Maybe 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 16 weeks ago when we started out selling this new thing, maybe. Now it's pretty we're pretty well oiled in terms of like if someone's getting on the phone and they're prepared and they have the working capital to do this, they're probably going to work with us, right? To to a degree that I, I don't feel like me exercising more in that direction is likely for us to double, right? Do I feel like it's reasonable given you know us looking at all the exit interviews and, and the data that we have from people who you know choose not to stay with us which you know obviously it's part of business it happens um, looking at what's coming from that do I reasonably believe that we can cut that in half from where we're at now four months ago I was like actually four months we've actually been pretty good on that side but point is is that if, if we had some major issue there then I would say okay we need to attack this until we get it to an acceptable level right and then once these pieces are there, do I think that I believe that we could double our spend? Yeah, I think I can double my spend. Much more likely than cutting my churn or uh, in half or doubling my close rate or doubling my show rate, right? If you're at 70% show of appointments, you're not gonna get to 140%, all right? And so getting from 70 to 80 might take the same amount of effort it takes to go uh, from 100 you know, new leads to 150 new leads, which would be a 50% increase in business, which we'd never be able to squeeze out of our close rate or our show rates, right? And so at some point, you just have to make the call and say, this is good enough. These metrics work. We just have to do more, right? And a lot of times what you'll find is that when you make that decision to do more, you'll learn a whole lot more things that will break over time. Um, but doing that, you actually realize absolute 
profit uh, rather than uh, uh, like return on ad spend profit, all right? Because that's what I see a lot of smaller entrepreneurs obsess about is they're like, dude, I'm getting 10 to one. I'm not willing to, I don't want to, I don't want to drop below that. It's like, well, I mean, I would rather get, you know, three to one on a million bucks than 10 to one on 10,000, right? And so it's just a question of what level game you want to play. But doing this exercise, extrapolating out off of your current real numbers and looking at each of the percentages and the variables and saying, if I increase this, how much of an effect will it have? And then how likely do I think us actually being able to achieve this difference is? Will give you immense clarity into the one or two bottlenecks you may have. And then you can focus all of your attention on those and just leave the rest, right? Just say like, I'm, I'm willing to accept that these are at an acceptable level of churn, of close rate, of show rate, of whatever, right? And it's the same thing with like funnels, right? Some people love tweaking with stuff all the time. At a certain point, like if our funnel is converting at, you know, 35%, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm good with that. How much effort is it going to take us to get from 35 to, to 40 or 45? I don't know, right? But do I, do I think that it's much easier for me to increase my ad spend by, by 25% to just increase that volume? Probably. And so which of these doors is the, is the surest path or the highest likelihood path of me hitting your goal um, and just doing it? And that's pretty much it. And so um, this has been a bottleneck for me two or three times in my career. And so I'm, I'm hoping that if maybe just one of you listens to this and actually takes the, the 25 minutes to just put the numbers on a sheet and look at what happens over the next six months, given your current volume, what we found with my directors was at our current volume levels, we weren't gonna grow much more than maybe another 15 to 20% top line. And all of us didn't have that goal. And I was like, all right, well, which of these things is gonna get us to what your goal was? And when we did that, it became, it became abundantly clear that, that what we needed to do was go back to spending more money on ad spend. And that's what we're doing. So um, I hope that makes sense to you. I hope that was of value to you and it hopefully breaks one person through the bottleneck. Uh, sometimes the easiest thing to double the business is just double the amount of customers that are coming in the door, right? Once you have the other pieces dialed in and you have profit margins and your, your 30 day cash is good, so you don't have cash flow issues and, and the, 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 you're at acceptable levels, close rate, show rate, uh, churn, et cetera, at some point, you just got to say, all right, we're good enough. Let's put some rocket fuel on this. And so uh, I leave you with that uh, this Saturday. I hope you have an amazing uh, day and weekend. And uh, maybe you take the extra uh, you know, 10 minutes and, uh, and do that exercise because I guarantee you that you will make more money uh, by doing that. And at the very least, have clarity into what the bottleneck of your business is. Without further ado, have an amazing day. Ah!